Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? What a question. So much rides on this answer. Whether or not Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah, whether or not he is the one who is to come. I want to understand what is want you to understand what is behind this question. To understand the depth of the longing, the hope of the Jewish people that they had for a savior. So it's important that we have a little background here. A thousand years before Jesus, so a thousand BC, you kind of had the golden years of the Israelites. You had King David. And through the prophet Nathan, God promised King David that his kingdom would endure forever. That God would place a son on the throne who would reign forever. David did have a son, Solomon, who did reign after him. And Solomon ruled in a time of peace and prosperity that was unequaled. But Solomon was unfaithful to God. He had many foreign wives who turned his heart from the true God to these foreign gods. And the kingdom broke up. The kingdom was divided between the north and the south. In 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 720, the northern kingdom was decimated by the Assyrians. And the southern kingdom continued for a few more centuries. And it was in this southern kingdom that you still had a king in the line of David. That was until 587 B.C., the year 587. When the Babylonians came, they destroyed Jerusalem. They destroyed the temple and exiled most of the best and the brightest of the Jewish people to Babylon. At this point, there is no longer a king in the line of David. Centuries would pass. The Jews were controlled and oppressed by foreign empires and governments. First the Babylonians, then it was the Persians, then it was the Greeks, and then at the time of our gospel and Jesus, the Romans were in control. The Israelites were not a free people. They were heavily taxed. They were taken advantage of by their religious leaders. The times were just plain tough. But the Israelites believed in the promise of God through Nathan to David. Yes, they didn't have a true king at that time, but they still held out hope that somehow God's promise to them still was valid. They still believed, they hoped against hope that God would make right on his promise that a son of David would rule forever. And they held out this hope because the prophets, after the end of the Davidic kingdom, continued to prophesy that God would send a Messiah. We're very familiar with these prophecies from Isaiah. A shoot will sprout from the stump of Jesse. Who's Jesse? Jesse is the king, or the father of David the king, right? And so what Isaiah is saying, from the seemingly dead stump, new life would come. Out of this seemingly dead line of the king of David, a new king would come forth. Maybe the most famous prophecy of Isaiah. Behold, the virgin will bear a son, and you will call him Emmanuel, for God is with us. From the prophet Micah. But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, 
out of you will come for me one who is to be ruler over Israel. And I could go on and on. Yes, the Jews were oppressed, but they knew the promise of the Lord through Nathan. They knew the prophecies that prophesied a Savior. And therefore they hoped, they longed for, with great anticipation, the coming of a Savior. And so we come to St. John the Baptist. He is moved, inspired by the Holy Spirit to prepare the way of the Lord. He's moved by God to proclaim the coming of the Messiah and to call people to repentance. But then he's arrested and thrown into prison. And maybe John did believe that his cousin, Jesus of Nazareth, was the one. But now that he is in prison, maybe he's wavering in his belief. Maybe he's losing a little hope. And so he sends his disciples to Jesus to get the truth from him. Are you who the one who is to come, or should we look for another? And you'll notice Jesus responds in kind of an obscure, indirect way. He says, the blind regain their sight. The lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to him. John the Baptist and any other good Jew at that time, for the matter, would have understood exactly what Jesus is saying. As we heard in our first reading, these are the things that the prophets said the Messiah would do. So the one who would do these things would be the Christ, the one who is to come. And so Jesus is answering in the affirmative, Yes, I am the Christ. I am the one who is to come. Imagine the relief in John, the excitement in his heart. His mission, his life's work is not in vain because the Savior has come. My friends, this is why Advent is so important, that we get to place ourselves in the time before Jesus is coming, God and his church wants us to know and enter into that longing, that expectation, that anticipation that the Jews had for a Savior. Because we, as well, need to recognize our need for a Savior. We sin. Maybe we're caught in habitual sin. Maybe we struggle with brokenness of relationships in our lives. Maybe there's physical pain, suffering, loneliness. Some of us, I think, are very overwhelmed by life. Whatever it may be, we need a Savior. We need the Lord to come into our lives. And like the Jews, we cannot save ourselves. We need a Savior. I believe that this Christmas, my brothers and sisters, that the Lord wants to give each and every one of us a special grace a special peace, a consolation this Christmas, that he wants to enter into our longing, our desire, our need for a Savior. We may begin to waver in our belief that God does care or that he'll come through for us, but we need to hope. Believe that the Lord will come to you now, that he will come to you now even in this life, give you the consolation, the peace, the relief that you desire. This is what Advent is all about. Let us reflect on what things were like in those years before Christ's coming. Let us learn from their faith and their hope. 
acknowledge our own need for God and his saving presence, and believe that this Christmas he desires a special grace for you. He desires to come as Savior. Listen finally to the words of our communion antiphon. Quote, Say to the faint of heart, be strong and do not fear. Behold, our God will come and he will save us. Say to the faint of heart, be strong, do not fear. Behold, our God will come and he will save us.